Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coops Gaming Podcast, Crispy Takes on Games and Culture. I'm here with my friend, Dustin. Dustin, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing all right, actually. I think uh, I'm living, living the dream, as they say. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's like 40% nightmare, but that's pretty good, I think. Like you know, for a for our early twenty twenties, that's uh that's a, I think what any of us can hope. Nice. For. So like the dream is only is sixty percent non nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I think I might be living the dream too. Then <laughs> there you go. I think that's that might be it. Like I think uh, I might even have a better nightmare to normal <laughs> ratio. Nice. <laughs> That's good. I, I, f- I feel like everybody uh, who's lived through 2020 to uh, to like the present 2022 uh, will be able to identify that with that experience uh, to some degree or another. Yeah, for sure. Uh, everything good is now kind of colored a little bit in 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 what it means to live in Corona life. Yeah. Corona or uh, protests or, eh, you know, yeah, some, civil unrest. Yes, civil unrest is probably the nice way to say that overall. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and you, oh, makes... you're doing well? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm doing better than you. Nice. That's good. That's <laughs> if like... you're at 40, I mean, like, just like on the subjective nightmare percentage rating scale that we've I'm... just invented right now, <laughs> I think I'm at like maybe 25% nightmare. I'm feeling uh, low on exist like low on existential dread, you know, low on 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 uh, crippling anxiety right now. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Love to hear yeah. it. Welcome to the Coos Gaming Podcast. This is uh, episode going to be episode three, I guess. Uh, we are continuing on from the topic that we talked about last week, which is we talked about playing with identity or uh, playing characters that are different than ourselves, things that we've learned from that. And today's episode, uh, I think I want to talk about... Uh, so, so I guess last episode we talked about making decisions, right? Like, like uh, games that really give you space to yourself, like make decisions that you maybe wouldn't make in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, and how those decisions like changed our perspective. And today, I think I want to talk about like stories that you've experienced from other people's perspectives. So, less about the decisions that you've been able to make in games, and more about like. What's a story that you experienced that you maybe weren't expecting to or uh, experiencing the choices that another character makes um, and the impact that those had on you uh, and and also the experience of not being able to change those choices? Yeah, like like the force narrative, if you would, versus versus the, the free roam that like, yeah, yeah, the, the the difference of like this game just invites you to be hero. And you can hero however you choose to hero. And then this other one tells you how something happened. And you have to deal with it sometimes. Well, or at least have to experience it. Yeah, you're experiencing it firsthand. 
but you don't get to make the choices. You experience the choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure there's a genre that that specifically is. I had a really nice way to say that. Uh, I like, I like forced narrative because it makes me a little uncomfortable, uh, which is often what, what a game like that does. It does make me a little uncomfortable having to play someone else's choices, regardless of, of whether I would do it that way or how I feel about those choices. Yeah. And I've got a few good, good slash great examples of that, but I want to ask you what yours are first. What's, what's the, what's the game that has really um, impacted you in that way? Like going through someone else's story, going through a forced narrative of someone else. Um, and then, and what, what, uh, what, what, I guess what's the story that had like the biggest impact on you? Hugely significant. Uh, I think is uh, is the most recent God of War, uh, not necessarily the older ones. Uh, those ones I maybe didn't care too much about their story to the point where I kind of quit playing them for a while. Uh, <laughs> this is like eh, I don't know, just just another like uh, violent uh, sex trope. Uh, yeah, I remember when those for games first came out and people were raving about them. I was like, what What's so good about this game? Like, it's just you're just your bald man, pale bald man with tattoos, hits circle a lot on like gods. Yeah, the first one I think was uh was it was in the action adventure kind of world when those things were coming out. It, it looked cool. Uh, it had lots of crazy stuff. Uh, it's maybe some of the earlier like risque co- content. Uh, oh that, yeah, I guess yeah. It has it had more adult content in it. Yeah, yeah. That, also, that, <laughs> I just sorry. I just had a yeah. thought. I just realized, like, I remember this. This is my crispy take for the day. Okay, All it's right. uh, uh, the first God of War is just um, much you know, R rated Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I've, I've heard something like that that before. That it's just it's that it's it's actual platforming for adults. And like, uh, well, for a particular type of it or for edgy, like older teens. Yeah. And it's that it is that, uh, yeah, that first one that opens with, with the, the, the like quick time sex scene. And then wait, what? (laughs) Quick time sex scene. Yeah, Kind of (laughs) I mean, as, as much as a video games been able to have, Oh, I'm, much That's so that funny. Time. I'm sorry. I'm just like the idea of a quick time. First of all, quick time events. I just, I hate quick time events. I hate uh-huh. them, but the quick time sex scene, just like <laughs> everything about that makes me laugh. Like, yeah, like for, just, just the sentence quick time sex scene. It's just like, do you want it to be that quick? It doesn't sound that good. Look, there's a, it's a particular kind of person who understood the world a particular kind of way. <laughs> and it just reminds me of the, like, did you play Shadow of Mordor? Uh, yes. Yep. Where, uh, <laughs> that opening scene where it's like, like, uh, like teaching you the mechanics and you sneak up behind your, it's teaching you sneak mechanics. Yeah. You sneak up behind your wife and it says, press X to kiss wife. <laughs> I, uh, so, I mean, I thought that was so cute and endearing for a game. You did? Oh yeah, I love that. But that's how you assassinate people later. Yeah, he it's assassinated weird. her with love. Ah, oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that it's like they didn't just make you murder someone right off the bat. They gave you, they tied that that mechanic into like being a good person, 
also why you might not stay a good, good person as this game rolls along. Yeah, fair uh, enough. But sorry, uh, yeah, you were talking about you were talking about God of War. Sorry for the for the for the no, tr- so the train there. When uh, when this most recent like 2019 God of War came out, pretty sure it was 2019. Uh, back when back when life was good. Uh, I remember thinking like, ah, I'm not going to get into this. Like another God of War. I've, I've been there, done that, like seen that gong show. Uh, but as, as they released more, more pieces of it, as they talked more about it, I was like, oh, this, it's got me thinking. And, uh, and I eventually figured, well, you know, I'll, I'll bite. And man, what a, what a different game, but what an incredible story to, to have to walk through. Uh, for for one, uh, it's it's maybe the most I've ever been seen in a game uh, where I played something and I was like, oh, I I can entirely relate to and also entirely not relate to this character. Uh, like every every di- every every kind of lack of uh, of of grace of kindness, uh, every like harsh word, just felt like the opposite of uh, all I wanted to do is be like just. Hug your son, man. Just hug your son. He's so sad. And you're so sad. And you're both sad. And you both miss your wife. Just love each other. Uh, but also understand that like he's uh, he's really walked through some dark places. And he's really worried about some things. And they both kind of suck at being together. And uh, and every one of those decisions just having to be like, like just all I want to, all I want to do is like press circle for love. Uh, and maybe, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Are we going to get there? Uh, yeah, it's, it's an, it's an incredible way to have to understand, uh, what traumatic, what growing up in a, in a traumatic home is. I, I think if you ever, like I've, I've talked to a lot of fathers and said, like, if you ever struggle with being a father, uh, or, or like, engaging with your children, loving your children, particularly if you had a crappy life growing up, like play that game and you're going to see some stuff. It, it might uh, make you uncomfortable uh, with, with what you're seeing uh, and it might make uh, you feel really seen and noticed and heard and give you some way to talk and, uh, and maybe change. It's a, uh, it is, I think it's a profound story of familial love uh, out of trauma. Hi, everyone. We're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash the coop. We're live streaming Monday through Thursday, starting at 10 p.m. CST. We'll be playing a big variety of games, including League of Legends, and talking with you in chat about the same kinds of things we do here. Consider heading over to twitch.tv slash the coop and hitting the follow button. So what what in in the beginning parts of the game um I I cuz I know just a little bit. I actually haven't played it all the way through myself, but like you know, Kratos is Kratos, right? Like he's the god of war. He uh is a very angry, hateful dude. By by the beginning of this, he's not I I don't know if I'd call him angry and hateful anymore. He's, okay, so by the at the beginning of this game, he's already kind of gone through a transformation. He's uh yeah he's moved to Midgard or not Midgard yeah I think he's in Midgard now so he's moved moved into the Norse world uh he's met a good woman uh he's settled down he's like in the original story he loses his family because of his anger and his violence so it's his second chance right he's got a he's got a new wife 
He's got a new child. And, uh, and things could be different. Uh, but it, it opens with you cremating her. Like she's died. And, and you're cutting down the trees that she specifically marked for her burial. And, uh, and, and you see like Kratos is sorrow. He's lost his wife. He's lost a, another family, uh, this deep love. But he's also got this son that he sort of sucks at relating to. Uh, and and she that's was- something I deeply relate to uh-huh. as a, as a parent. Yeah, like I I did not expect to become a parent and to struggle as much to relate to my own children. It's I, 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 and I think that that's a that's a specifically like a father experience from what I've understood. I I would not be surprised. I'm sure there are mothers who feel that way, uh, but I definitely know fathers do. Uh, and it, and you can tell right away in there, like as the story opens up in the first few minutes, uh, like t- to him laying his wife on the on the beer to 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 be cremated and saying like I don't know what to do, I don't know how I'm going to do this without you, uh, to to his son, uh, like saying goodbye to her and saying like I don't know what to do with my dad. You were the one who kept us together. Like you just know it's like, oh, this is gonna be a real it's gonna be a tough journey. It's it's gonna be a tough journey. And uh and the story of how they make peace with each other and and learn how to like love each other, hear each other, uh, it's it's profound and it it like it forces you to have to experience awkward, bad relationship. Like if you've grown up in a in a reasonably healthy home, you know, oh, like just cry, and and people will be like, oh, you're sad. Maybe we could talk about that. Uh, but if you've never experienced that kind of grace in your home, uh, it lets you know why some people just won't cry. Uh, instead, they hit things with an axe, uh, or uh, or it forces you to watch someone be angry with a parent because they feel they're feeling unloved. Uh, to mourn a way that maybe not everyone does. I mean, I really identified with Kratos' mourning, but I have people in my life who are dear to me who don't. Uh, and there's a there's a point where they're on the boat, they're on, they're on this little canoe you're paddling along, and uh, and Atreus, the, his son, gets gets really angry with him for not caring uh, that. Uh, that his his wife has died, and he snaps on him, like not not cruelly. He doesn't throw him off the boat or anything, uh, but but tells him to just like don't assume that because I mourn differently than you that I'm not mourning. And it's it's a real turning point in their relationship of the boy going like, uh, maybe my dad does care, uh, and is bad at showing it not bad at caring and 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 like being part of that i think having to watch that story having to participate even in that story as a bad at caring person if you're a naturally caring person really helps you see maybe the the loved ones in your life who aren't good at caring yeah it's really profound i think and then if I understand it right, things kind of uh, 
uh, progress, right? Like they're dude, like what is where what, maybe trying to be light on spoilers. The game's been out for a long time, so I'm I'm fine. But like uh yeah, like like where do things kind of go from there? So it it ties in this whole the whole story of being a god and the responsibilities of being a god. Like Kratos hates being a god. Uh because gods kill their parents. There's a there's a system of murder and progression that exists in his world. Uh, and he uh, he does love his son, even though he sucks at showing it, and he doesn't want to have to fight him. Uh, so he doesn't want him to know he's a god, because if he's a god, sooner or later, like this is what has to happen. Uh, but they they manage to navigate through that, and and actually establish some some uh, breaks in the system. Uh, he, he, Kratos has to like fully contend with the fact that he's killed his father and, uh, and, and and his son has to realize that his dad killed his dad. Uh, and that's a, that's a tough moment for them to, to, to both like experience that like one, my dad murdered his father. Uh, but also, uh, he like, he doesn't want me to murder. Like, do we have to murder each other? Is this the only option? Uh, yeah, and having to admit that to his son that I've I'm a bad person. I can see how being the the I can definitely see how the power of the force narrative is at play in this story. Like, because I think I think that these are themes that that we wouldn't naturally engage with in just like a role playing game. No, most of the time we don't kill our fathers. <laughs> In, in the games, right? Uh, the, the bad guy kills our dad. I mean, yeah, and sure. Then, yeah, uh, and then we avenge him. I also just mean like, um, there's not often a lot of consideration for how are you dealing with conflict in a healthy way, yeah. and asking that question in a video game where where the player is making all the choices. Yeah, when you have, yeah, when you have, I feel like when you have some control. You'd be like, oh well, the game designer only gave me uh, A, B, or C. Yeah, I can shoot him. I can spare him. I can leave. Yeah, right. So there you go. So so I'll pick I do one, one of, of the three. Yeah, but when it's like, oh no, you you shoot him, even though you know you shouldn't. It's like, but I don't. Uh, but I want to shoot him. Uh, why would I shoot him? Uh, God of War does a good job of. It's it's not the like I've played some where yeah you shoot him it's like oh well I guess my character is just a bad person uh so whatever uh but in this like th- the way they the way they've crafted that story you can understand and and even have have a bit of grace and learn from that character while disagreeing with his choices some of his choices he makes are bad he makes bad choices you get to experience both the the fallout of a bad choice uh, and having made it, but but it doesn't feel like it was arbitrarily bad. It, it, like you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't just like oh he's just dumb. It's like no, he there's there's a complexity to who this person is that led to this choice, and I actually have to think about that complexity. I actually have to think about somebody who's maybe not like me. Uh, or would make choices differently than I, and and learn some compassion for them. Yeah, learn learn how to understand why would somebody be so asinine. 
without it just being like, oh, because they're bad. It's like, no, they're not bad. They're good, uh, but also making these choices. And I, and I have to, I don't, I don't have to try and put myself into that position. I, you know, like we talked about last week where it's like, oh, I'm exploring what it would be like to make a bad decision. It's like, no, this is, uh, here's, here's a, here's a character with a story that, that is kind of forcing you to experience it. Yeah. I get, I get to witness it firsthand. Yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast, our live stream or our video essays, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash the coop. You can support our ongoing work and help us expand and grow what we're doing. At any tier, you get access to a second weekly podcast, which will be exclusively posted there. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today. I I think that's a really great segue into the game that I wanted to talk about, uh, if it's all right. Yeah, which is uh, which is have you played this game? It's called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I have not because it looks like a scary game. <laughs> so it 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 is it is not scary. Sort of it is in that like so uh, a huge theme of the game and this is not clear on purchasing it. Looking at it, it it looks like a Nordic themed action game and it's a it's a good third person Nordic themed action game. Um, but like the central theme is exploring, uh, someone with significant trauma who now has, uh, like psychosis. So the, this Nordic warrior named Senua, um, has, uh, has the, yeah, the mental illness psychosis and she hears voices and, um, so the entire game, basically, except for specific scenes, uh, your character, uh, and they have done a ton of sound work to make the voices as realistic to what people who hear voices, like who have that mental illness, um, uh, say it's like. Uh, and they have, u- yeah, so so it's a very kind of, it's spooky and scary and and unsettling in that way because you're experiencing uh obviously it's still simulated but you know you're experiencing a pretty um intentional and kind of uh, as mu- as much as possible kind of a faithful reproduction of what people who do hear voices or have psychosis describe their experience um and uh so for me, I kind of came into it with with the perspective of like, I'm going to, you know, play a third person action game that's Nordic and looks cool and has a cool kind of like mysterious story. And I mean, also just the music is just like amazing, super awesome uh, music. Um, and uh, but but the game really uh, shaped my and challenged my understandings of mental illness. Like I, I and trauma and, and a lot of things like that. Cause I, I think before playing this game, I would have said that, you know, hearing voices is like, you know, what, what, what the, what the crazies do or whatever. Right. Like, 
that's like, I definitely still wouldn't, even though, you know, I think my, my understandings of mental illness have advanced, like, uh, you know, that's, it's like, that's off way off the deep end. That's beyond what I can understand and sympathize with even as mental illness. Right. Yeah. That's, and, that's crazy stuff. Yeah. I that's mean, the crazy to, to be, stuff. To use inconsiderate language. Uh, yes. But yeah. that's, that's the way, that's where you were. Yeah. I intentionally used inconsiderate language there, but just to ex- express my own ignorance. Um, and, and this game, the experience of going through a game where you are being badgered, there are constant voices in this game telling you stuff that makes you worry about the world around you in a way that makes no sense. Like you'll, you'll be walking and, and there's these voices in the back of your, of your, of your, you know, your, your ears that are just like, there, there'll just be whispers, right? It's just like, and then you'll, one voice will like rise above the rest. It'll be like, don't look around the corner. And there's nothing going on. There's no enemies. There's nothing <laughs> happening. Really, like it's fine. And, and, but like, it's just like this per, like it, it gives you the player, this experience of what it's like to be in those situations to first to, first of all, to experience how, how the harassment of be, of having voices, Right. But then also that combined with all of the other elements of like the hypervigilance that comes from PTSD, right? So that's a, so for people who aren't familiar, so that's a, an example. Hypervigilance is just like, you know, basically being constantly on guard. You know, that's the simplest way of, of, so that voice line I just quoted to you is like a great example of um, the, you know, uh, like you looking around a corner and, or, or or coming to a corner and and these voices or or even just your own internal mind saying like you know there could be someone who wants to hurt you around that corner especially for victims of trauma this is a common thing uh, you know for soldiers that come back from war getting surprised by someone uh can cause violent you know violent outbursts cuz the reaction is to fight instead of flight right um, and, and so it's, it's Senua's sacrifice. I mean, also there's a lot of like, it's really hard to summarize cause it's just a really great work of art. Um, but cause it's also has a, it has a lot of those same themes from God of war of like letting go, uh, of grief, you know, like the main character is on a journey to, to let go of the death of her partner. Yeah, not not I guess not dissimilar. I haven't lost a partner, so I that's I guess in both games I I can't I can't ex- I, I mean I don't want to experience that. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I can't relate entirely. So the actual quest of her game is she is journeying into Viking hell um and uh to re- to rescue the soul of her uh of her dead lover. And I believe she's carrying his head the whole way. Yeah. It's not great. Or at least I um, would think it would suck. <laughs> I, um, 
So yeah, it's just, it's, um, it, it's, and it's so hard to even summarize in words to be totally honest, because it, it is so, so much about the experience and, and in, in cinema sacrifice specifically, it is the sound and like the auditory experience of like, and then there are these beautiful moments where the main character is able to kind of clear her head and like think straight and the voices are silent. And, and when you, and you as the player, when you've been kind of going through this process together with her, when those moments happen, you're like, Oh, like, and you experience the peace, right. That comes when like, your these this your character is able to you know uh like uh be have a healthy moment and there are there are these different kind of guiding figures that help you along the way and you know the those characters like often help you get these have these clar- clarifying moments um and so it's just like yeah i i i just it is one of those experiences for me that I will always live in my head in terms of like, I don't think I, I still don't think I have an accurate picture of what it's like to live with PTSD or, or psychosis or, or, you know, voice hearing. But I do think that I have a greater appreciation for, um, for people in those experiences. I think I have a deeper sense of sympathy for them. And I think I also have, um, uh, a much like, yeah, I don't know. And, and uh, I'll live a, like an experience of like the peace that can happen when, when, you know, you're able to kind of heal from those, from some of that trauma. Over at YouTube, we are producing video essays on video games. It's a longer form of engagement where we get to put our thoughts down and really dive deep into a single game. We've got some great videos planned, so please consider looking up The Coop on YouTube and subscribe to our channel so you can check them out. Our videos will also release early over at patreon.com slash The Coop. So then, to make it culturally relevant, like how is that... What is this doing for us as as gamers? Like, well, What do these games give us? Like, I know for God of War, I think it's as so many gamers that I know are becoming parents uh, and have grown up, I mean, often we've all kind of experienced something that's pushed us a little outside of the, uh, out of the mainstream or out of, out of place, places where, uh, I mean, maybe normally adjusted would come in. Uh, I want to pigeonhole all gamers to being like, uh, you know, damaged or something. Uh, but a lot of us struggle with, with life. I think I think that's reasonable to say. Uh, something like God of War, I think, has given gives us a way to talk about this the struggle as fathers. A lot, a lot of the gamer guys I know are like, I don't really know how to relate to my kids. I didn't really relate to my dad. I mean, he was into football. I was into Halo. We didn't uh, things didn't go well for us, right? Or or we loved each other well enough, but he, we never really talked about affection. Uh, certainly generations previous to us, uh, male and affection weren't words that went together. 
just in general. Uh, and there's lots of there's lots of reasons for that, uh, from a whole generation of men dying in war to, uh, to all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, th- that aside, uh, I think it, it it offers us a way to, to actually start talking about that. Like it's to just walk up to another guy and be like, "Hey, so uh, how well do you relate to your children?" They'd be like, "Fine." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but talking about God of War and being like, "So this is what really broke me," and someone else going like, "Yeah, I kind of feel that way too," uh, and and a way to like phrase that and work in that. Uh, I think it's it it's giving us a culture that's willing to as men particularly talk about how to be better fathers uh and talk about like the, the fears we have as fathers like still gamer or not uh, there's a i think a temptation to to be good i'm fine you know i can yeah, do exactly. this yeah, yeah. uh everything's gonna White be okay yeah like whether we whether, whether we believe that or not there's still a temptation to live it uh and it's it gives us this like hyper masculine, super powered mega dude uh, with his with ultra chopping axes, and he sucks like us. All of a sudden, <laughs> a little, yeah. Right? Uh, or maybe even like sucks in a way that that we can relate to, and uh, and and then we can talk about it. Like if he's if he struggles with this, it's okay if I struggle with it. And uh, he's got to overcome it so I can overcome it. We can actually talk about it together. We got a way to talk about it. Cause I don't know how to say I suck at being a dad. I think maybe uh, <laughs> like, uh. yeah, I, I, I think one of the, one of the things I think that games gives, gives people um, is a sort of critical distance between themselves and the experience that they're having in the game which allows for a level of awareness that some people I don't think would get otherwise about themselves. Like, I think that there's like, wow, Kratos is a bad dad. Why does he treat his son like that? Why do I treat my son like that? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's this like level of, but it's this level of distance and, and where we can examine and, and, and judge in a, in a way um, the characters for the things that they're doing and the decisions that they're making. But because we are experiencing it, right? Like we are the ones who are making those decisions along with them. Like we're experiencing it. We have a deeper level of sympathy. I, I think there's a lot of, um, when it comes to our own experiences in life, I think there's a lot of easy ways to just distance ourselves from what's happening, even to us. Right. Like where it's like, well, I'm a good dad. I don't need to worry about that. Or even if you know in deep down that you're a bad dad or, or, or whatever the case might be, right. You're doing something badly. Um, there's a way of being like, well, like, I'm just not going to think about that because I'm just doing my best and I'm just trying to get through my life. Right. A lot of us are just coping through, through life. Um, and games, I think uh, have this the do the the they have the dual ability for for you to look at a character like Kratos and judge him, but then also walk a mile in his shoes. Do you know what I'm saying? 
where it's like so so it it'll it's like you can simultaneously see Kratos as the other, so someone who's different and distinct from you, who you can judge safely without having to face the repercussions, right? Because that's what we fear when we judge others instead of criticizing ourselves. Um, and But then, yeah, walk a mile in his shoes and then experience experience literally experience his his life and why he is that way and then apply that to ourselves yeah there's something good there i think i i think it's i think it it maybe teaches us to overcome something that maybe gaming culture doesn't always do for us sometimes we can be uh unhealthy in our, in our in our judgments of others, <laughs> we'll oh, say for sure. Uh, yeah, un- unhealthy is I think charitable. Uh, unhealthy so is accurate though. Yes. If, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like having to walk in, ha- like have having to hear Senua's struggles. Uh, like you can judge that person who who's like who you know struggles with stuff so so they don't they don't show up on time or sometimes they just like peace out in the middle of a of an event or uh you're never sure if you can rely on them or not like it it gives you that sense of like oh there's something I can be frustrated with that uh but not hateful and i, I can see like i mean i wish i wish my friend would could be a little more reliable but i also now sort of have a sense why that maybe, maybe they also wish they could be more reliable. And, uh, and what could I do to, uh, to make it okay to, to be, to have, because they're experiencing that, like they, they don't really get to help it. Uh, and I don't want to make them feel like a victim. and I don't want to not be their friend. So now I was like, what, well, while you were playing, like what did you learn was something that that could help you help someone right be a better friend be a a more relatable person uh speak against something like that's i think our i think gaming culture needs that because uh, sometimes we're, we're quick to judge and and ungraciously uh, of yeah e- even of people like inside our circles who just seem weird or odd or that we don't, yeah, that frustrate us. Yeah, we get, like salty's part of the culture, unfortunately. But I like that there's there's like, yeah, I think that I think that there's a lot of ways that gaming is also moving against that at the same time. I think forced narratives make us not do that because because we don't get to say, oh well, I wouldn't do that, right? Uh, like we don't we don't get an out. Can't we can't pick a different option. We have to experience the like. I don't like that this person did that, uh, and we're forced to like. If we're going to get through the game, we are forced to function all the way through the ramifications of that of that choice and see what's happened. Yeah, it makes us have to walk a mile in someone else's shoes rather than just say they're dumb and turn them off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think I think doing more of that is go is uh is or I. I, I just think that doing that at all is is a super important experience uh, that that gaming uniquely delivers. Yeah, 
I, I, I hope we'd actually start seeing games like sort of sell that idea. Like say, so this is maybe right up front, say this is going to be a difficult game to play. You're going to experience uncomfortable emotions. You were supposed to. It's, yeah, it's, there's it's a whole a, disclaimer at the beginning of Senua's. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not a flaw. It's 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 intent, but it's supposed to feel this way. You're supposed to feel this way. You're not doing it wrong, uh, and we didn't fail <laughs> this person or this idea, right? Because uh, there's also the temptation to go like, "Oh, this is a stupid game. Why, why do they have all this background noise?" It's like, well, because it's supposed to be. It's supposed to feel that way. You're supposed to feel helpless. You're supposed to be angry. Um, knowing that going in, I think, can really change the gaming experience, too. If that happens by surprise, uh, that can be really bad. Uh, but I like the idea of, of if, if a game comes out and says, so this game is exploring this idea, if you play it, like that's what you're being invited into. To, to hear and see this sort of thing, so so don't don't be surprised uh, when your character behaves that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I think there's a lot of I think there's room in the industry for that, uh, and it's it's okay if if we had a few less. Here's a massive open world, and you can do whatever you want with whenever you want. I like those games too, uh, but we also need. This is the, this is a an important conversation for you to be part of. Hi everyone, we're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash thecoop, where we are live streaming Monday through Thursday starting at 10 p.m. CST. We are writing video essays over at YouTube and doing this weekly podcast. If you're enjoying any of that content, you can support us over at patreon.com slash the coop. There you can get access to the second half of this podcast, early access to video essays, access to our Patreon only discord and access to our regular Patreon only video AMAs. All of these creative projects are not possible without you. So thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today at patreon.com slash the coop.